Hey fans of the New York Mets, welcome back to Hatsune Miku's Crack House. This is episode 62. I'm your host as always, Sam Kingman. Joining me is my best friend and co-host, Miles J. Miles, you ever go to a Mets game before in New York City? Now my dad is a big Mets fan, which is a life of suffering and pain. Because the Mets suck. Yeah. Es especially, what's so sad about the Mets is they're in the same fucking city with the best baseball team, historically. Yes, the, the Yankees. The, the, the Yankees. Which is tragic, I can only, I can only describe. My dad likes all the New York sports balls that are terrible. He likes Nets, Mets and Jets, right? Mets and Jets, yeah, and, and the Knicks. Those pieces of the way, shit, Knicks. The Knicks are so bad, there is a joke about them in Soul, the Pixar movie. They're that bad. <laughs> They're that bad that even Pixar, even modern day Pixar is making fun of them. Yeah, like they rarely make jokes that are that contemporary. What's like, what's the most iconic bad team? The and most it could be for in any team. sport. Yeah, the most Ooh. iconic like bad sports team specifically. It can be from Ooh. any sport as long as I mean, it's I just iconic. I wouldn't know history wise. I wouldn't because know history wise. Like I, the only the only fictional one I can think of is Bad News Bears. I feel like everybody is from very yeah. with the Bad News Bad News Bears. Bears is very famous. Great bad movie by team. the way. Great I love that movie. movie. By the way. When all the kids are riding on top of his fucking convertible and he's smoking, I'm like, uh, different time, man. Different time. Have you ever seen what? Weird Science? No, I have not. Weird Science, I love that movie. Very different time movie. Very different time movie. There, There's a whole scene where Anthony Michael Hall acts black because he's drunk. <laughs> so he's like, oh, man, my girl left me, man. That's That's some shit. Like... But he's, like, not in blackface or anything. It's just the joke is that he is talking like he's black. Have you seen the movie for also from the 80s that also is totally from its era? Uh, it's the college movie of the kid. He wants to get into a prestigious university, but it's going to cost him $7,500. So he dresses up as a black person to get in on scholarship. No. No. <laughs> What year is this? The 80s? Oh, I'm pretty sure it's the 80s. And it's very, it's very tug-in-cheek about the whole thing. So that's why you could, you feel the 80s. That's fair. That's fair. You feel like nobody thought they were doing anything wrong when they made it. Like, it does, everything was that all does above have board. A, that does have a, an energy to it that I, I love and respect. Because, because what it is, it's just like what, what Nostalgia Critic dubbed as like the liar revealed type stories. Where it's like, yeah. oh, someone has to put up a persona and it's going to fall it's like away. It's like Mrs. Doubtfire, but like yeah. 30 times worse. Yeah. What the fuck? Hold on. Let me find this. College movie blackface. Hopefully this will come up. No. Oh, yeah. It's Soul Man, 1986. Oh, wow. It's called Soul Bu Man? Yes. Budget of $4.5 Box office, $35 million. Damn. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I guess blackface needs to make a comeback. Clearly it works. Dude, that's that's the shit. That's the shit a, the, a producer is going to say. There is there is a producer in Hollywood right now who's like, blackface is an untouched market. Well, what was that? Okay, but what was that? There was this one movie 
What was oh ha, oh you're thinking of Shaniqua, which is not quite blackface, but is black voice about this like old white guy. Nobody listens to him. I think he gets on ham radio or whatever and does advice mimicking the voice of like a black woman and his show becomes really popular and it's the same fucking plot. I got to be honest with you. I wasn't thinking of that movie. I don't know why you said you're thinking of when I, 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 I don't even know this movie. I didn't even reference. Well, this no, film. no. That's what I was saying is, is what you just said reminded me of. Oh, of okay. Shaniqua. I'm pretty sure it was the, the name of the movie. I um, just, I just want to see a producer who's like, we need a blackface picture. Look at, look at soul man. Look at Shaniqua. It's all successes. I, we need I'm a blackface sure. picture. Well, well, here's the deal, Miles. Could a movie even be made today for $4.5 million? That's a serious question. Like, could a real Hollywood-made movie, which is what this was, like, be made today for only, only $4.5 million? I don't even think the numbers could go that low if they wanted to. No, they it, they could. You you would have to get an actor who no one's ever heard of who will, like, work for scale or work for, like, an okay paycheck. You keep it to, like, one location. You don't have much of a special effects budget. Hollywood could do it. They just won't. One, one of the best quotes I, I, I'd heard recently is someone asked, is Hollywood out of ideas? And a screenwriter said, no, they're not out of ideas. They're out of courage. No, that's that's absolutely right. That's absolutely yeah. right, Miles. Because that's the thing is is because and, – and on one hand, right? On one hand, you kind of you kind of get it. You kind of get it. When when you're working at a level where every fucking thing you make is a, you know, 100, 200 plus million dollar product that's being that's being made, you need to do whatever you can to ensure that you you reap the rewards of it because that's a huge swing and you cannot miss a $200. You cannot whiff a $200 million swing. Here's my like, argument, though. Yeah. Here is my argument. I think with streaming services now being able to be a legitimate platform for movies, we are going to be able to see producers who don't have to take a swing that big. And it's going to be up to them if they want to from this point moving forward. Yeah. And there are safe bets for big swings. But, like, you do have something like, like fucking Barb and Star, that movie with Kristen Wiig. And white woman number two. I don't yes. know the other white woman in that. But, like, if that was a theatrical release, probably wouldn't have done nearly as well as it was on streaming services. Because it's, like, a female-led comedy film that's, like, mostly improvised. It's, it's, what do you mean it, you didn't see the heat? Yeah. What do you mean you didn't see the heat? I, there, there was a, a movie that I was, I was trafficked to watch in my living room uh, by my mom called Thunder Force, which oh. starred Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer. And you know that's going to be Kino when now, you hear for those the record, names. Miles, for the record, Miles, I just wanted to say that the, 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 the Heat uh, budget $43 million, box office $229.9 million, So Oh, it actually did very well. Yes, it did extremely did, well. It did very well. I don't understand why Hollywood just doesn't make fucking... The 10 to, like, again, 10 to 50, $50 million movies. I don't understand how you just don't do that and make five times your money back. 
It's, I think a lot of it goes to actors. I think I think they're banking on actors, and I also think they're jealous of Disney, and they want the most money, which is dumb. It's fucking stupid, but... But you can make... But Miles, but Miles, listen to me. Listen to Entre, uh, Sam Capitalist King here. You could take the big swing. You could try to beat Disney with one big movie, or you could beat them with 30. That's... Uh, well, that's what they... But here's the thing. With streaming... You can do that now. With streaming, yes. that is a thing you can do. With with movies at the movie theater, Disney would just buy eight screens. So you couldn't do that shit. Yeah. Because you would have 15 screens running the Avengers at one point, and And you had lim you were literally fighting for screen space. And you were fighting for distribution. Like a theater oh. still has to want the movie, so to speak. Oh, very true. No, I remember. Uh, I remember uh, um, when *Hateful Eight came out. There was a controversy where it was initially it was scheduled and contracted, or contracts were already signed for it to air at a particularly prestigious movie theater in Los Angeles, probably the El Capitan. Not the El Capitan, unfortunately. It's not the El Capitan. I can tell you it was not the El Capitan, um, because Disney butted in and they're like, "Hey, you're gonna play Star Wars here." Like you're gonna play Star Wars here, and they're all like, "Nope, sorry, we have, it, we have contracts already with Tarantino for Hateful Eight. and they're like, "You're gonna play Star Wars, or we're never giving you any of our movies again." So they gave them Star Wars. And it now, was what's like, really funny about that too is that's auto cannibalism, because Touchstone Pictures, assuming that Quentin Tarantino is still working with Touchstone Pictures as a distribution, is a Disney property. Pulp Fiction is technically a Disney film. So is Freddy Got Fingered. <laughs> Amazing. Now, assuming he was still working with Touchstone, which he might, he probably wasn't, because they wouldn't do that if he was. Yeah, this was Hateful Eight, so... But what's really funny, too, is that Star Wars, theaters didn't want it in 1977. When Star Wars initially came out, they didn't want it. And yeah. so Fox had this other movie, an adaptation of a popular crime novel or something along those lines, some kind of novel. And they said, hey, this movie's going to be big, but we're not going to let you screen it unless you also screen Star Wars. And so a lot of theaters, which, by the way, this was illegal, I believe, at the time. A lot of theaters had to screen Star Wars. And then, uh, oops, oops, it was, a six, it was the one everyone liked. No one even remembers this other movie. So it's so funny that history repeats itself in the opposite direction. Now Star Wars is the predator. Star Wars yeah. is the apex predator gobbling up screens. And it's just so, and it, it's, and it was so bullshit because it's, it was, for the record, this was F Force Awakens. This was back when everybody had hope again, right? You know that things would be different this time around. How foolish, dude! How I foolish gotta, I gotta there. be real. Like, even seeing Force Awakens the first time, I was like, "Yo, this sucks." I don't think Force Awakens sucks. I think Force Awakens is okay. I think it is. I, fine. I think it sucks personally, <laughs> and and it's just, it, and and I have a very specific reason for thinking it sucks. Okay, because the main character is a female. Anime thighs that she opened up tomorrow. I got a twinkle in my eyes. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> We're 
12 minutes in. <laughs> what? <laughs> Anyways. No, it was just because I, I didn't want to see A New Hope again. And and it was like A New Hope, but nothing made sense. Yeah, that's fair. That's also true. Like, A New Hope was so self-contained and self-closed. They didn't have these, like... The part where Ray touches a lightsaber and starts crying and Lupita Nyong'o in green face comes out and goes, You have a, fe- a very special destiny and it will not be revealed to you until the ninth film. Like actively comes out and says that like i i kind of liked kylo ren but i also saw through what they were doing with that character and i was just like oh this is obnoxious like i found kylo did ren you? fucking annoying yeah did you see through what they were doing because they drag him on such a fucking ragdoll roller coaster through the other two movies i don't know how anybody i saw i saw what they were fathom. doing with him because because i knew he was the zuko i knew he was the zuko I didn't know exactly how he was going to be the Zuko. Be the Zuko? It just but I knew he was going to be the Zuko. Because he was too immature and too angry and Snoke was there. And by the way, Darth Vader was the Zuko too. Yes. Of his fucking era. Like, the fact the fact that he was so emotional and so tormented, I was like, oh, he's Zuko. Okay, cool. J.J. Abrams really saw a cartoon and said, I want to do that. Yeah. He really saw M. Night Shyamalan's last airbender and said the last airbender yeah (sighs) avatar is good right we like avatar here on crack house yep yes and no (laughs) that's the joke is that i i think avatar is one of the greatest animated shows of all time but white women have made me just despise its presence in my life i just want it to go away you know it's yeah. it's truly it's truly I let fans ruin things for me far too often. I let I let fans ruin things for me, and that's my fault. And and, and fans ruin something for me today, Sam. They ruin something for me. They ruin something for you like almost every week. So at this point, shut I'm the no fuck up, surprised. Sam. You fucking shit. Don't you dare. What is my it? segue? So Sam, the difficulty easy mode discussion is back. Wait. Wait a minute, you too wanted to talk about this? I also wanted to talk about difficulty and, with Psychonauts? and stuff with uh, with other games, but what's with Psychonauts? Psych- so Psychonauts. Psychonauts was one of my favorite games when I was eight years old. I love Psychonauts, even though I, I don't think it's... Like, we people people hit me up with like, oh, fucking Ocarina of Time hasn't aged well. I was like, no, Psychonauts hasn't aged well. It plays like jank garbage like mario 64 plays better than psychonauts like i need you to understand that this game frankly never played well it it is it is other if it didn't have the funniest fucking writing and the greatest ideas it would be scalar tier oh that's that's okay that's okay it's fine but like it hasn't aged is it's not you're not gonna. You're. There are better 3D platformers. You're not you're playing be it playing. because the jumping's fun. That's that, exactly. That, you're not. Yeah. You're not playing it for for the the literal platforming. You're playing it because, I mean, it's essentially an event an adventure game with a jump button. Like it. It really is. The progression of it is very adventure game esque. There is a lot of Tracks. adventure game sequences. Yeah. We double find. You know, day of the tentacle. Full throttle. Yeah. Exactly. Confirmed. Yeah. All that. Full throttle. So so is there? I, well well I'm I'm gonna actually start psychonauts like relatively soon in the next like week or two actually to prep for two is there the difficulty options so 
Psychonauts 1 does not have difficulty options, and it didn't need to because I it was easy. It's a I was eight years old and I beat it. And and I beat a lot of things when I was eight for the most part. Like games aren't that hard, so to speak. Like unless I was now here's the difference. A game did not beat me if it was too hard. A game beat me if I could not figure out the puzzle elements. Or if there was something that did not make sense to me that I could not find, right? Which oh, happened yeah, a lot. That was me with every game. Yeah, I got I got stumped a lot. I got stumped in Shadow of the Colossus against Pelagia. I I couldn't figure out the teeth. I couldn't oh, figure out what they yeah. wanted me to do with the teeth. Uh, I got stumped in Psychonauts because at some point you need to grind for eight hundred dollars to get an item, and the only way to do it is to use a dousing rod to find money in the ground. And I could not figure out the mechanics of the dousing rod. It turns out you just mash the triangle button very hard. It's not like, you know. So, so th there were times like that. But like, I beat Majora's Mask as a kid. I, I, you know, I, that... I beat. Wait, hold on. Do you have a guide? No. How? How the fuck? How the fuck? Is anyone is supposed to figure out like the first cycle of that game is like kind of insane to me. I just a kind of. Bit. I just kind of like. I think I did the first cycle a couple times. Like you know, I was a kid. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like, you just kept I, doing it until like you you, you stumbled into the answer because you there you was, can yeah. stumble into it. There was a time where I did have to use a guide because I was playing uh, I was playing Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask when I was six. I didn't beat either of them, and then I beat Majora's Mask first. I I never really came back to Ocarina of Time like as a, as a little kid. I I could never get through it. I I was scared of the Shadow Temple and I never got through it, um, on my own file. Uh, so then with Majora's Mask, uh, I beat it when I was eight because I found a ledge that I did not see before that allowed me to get through a dungeon that I previously could not clear, which was the Snowhead Temple. The worst one. Uh, so I I definitely like I, I beat that game when I was eight and I did it without a guide. And um, I ended up using a guide to like 100 percent it as a little kid, but I, I beat it the first time without one. And then. Uh, so Psychonauts is not that hard, but Psychonauts is hard in the platforming sections because it's a platformer. That's where it should be difficult. You do have some combat elements. You do have some bosses, but they're easy, right? As yeah. it should be. Um, but Psychonauts 2 added an invincibility mode, okay. which is fine in theory, right? Yeah. But then the developers, hold on, let me, let me get the exact statement because they, they like, they clowned, dude. Uh... I'm just going to type this in. Anytime we have to... To... Uh, yeah, okay. So... they So they clowned pretty hard here. They said... And, and I agree with the first sentence. If you beat Psychonauts 2 with invincibility toggle on, you still beat Psychonauts 2. Double fine wrote. All people should be able to enjoy games. All ages, all possible needs. It's an ongoing and important process for our industry and a challenge we need to meet. End of the day, we want you to have fun, to laugh, to experience a story that affects you on whatever terms you want. Now, I'm fine with that for Psychonauts. Psychonauts is about the writing. It's about the wacky worlds. It's about the wacky scenarios. It's about the humor and the emotional journey. I don't care. Psychonauts was never hard. But then they fucking hit you with this shit. The studio also shared a satiric quote that pokes fun at the, those online who try to gatekeep games and say not everyone should play a game. Uh, in quotations, uh, excuse me, I beat Sword Guy Serious Time on a no-hit hard mode, and if you don't do that, I don't respect you. And, like, can you even comment on things if you're not Diamond Six Rate and Shooty McBlam? I don't think so. It's just so, like, 
they just had to fucking clown and be a dick about it. But then the worst part about it is that this invincibility mode is massively disingenuous. Because what's hard about Psychonauts is not the combat. It's falling into pits. So unless invincibility mode gives Raz hover shoes that makes it impossible to fall, this is, this is not a difficulty mode that anybody needs. I played the first Psychonauts! I know, I know what is hard about the first Psychonauts. What people found difficult about the Meat Circus is that you fall all the time. That's what's hard about it, is that, oh, and that it's an escort mission. Like, is, is the escort missions, are they going to be invincible too? Uh, do I not fall into pits? Like, you have no right to be smug about this when, you're, when your difficulty mode is disingenuous to the video game itself. Like, no one needs an invincibility mode for Psychonauts. No one! Because it's not a combat-intensive game. You're not gonna die from combat encounters. You're gonna die because you fell into something. Like, and then they go and fucking virtue signal about it and be like, we're doing something very important by including this difficulty mode. We're, we're making sure that games are accessible to everyone. That's and then they what don't I even, fucking hate. Yeah, and then they don't even, like, fucking tell you, like, hey... In, in, like, invincibility mode. When I picture invincibility mode, I picture free combat. I don't picture free platforming, which is the difficult part of the game. So, like, they needed to address, like, yeah, in invincibility mode, you'll still have to do the platforming, which makes invincibility mode worthless because that's the part that people would struggle with anyways. It's just crap. This is fucking virtue signaling bullshit disguised as accessibility features. It's garbage it's worthless like what they should have fucking done is is do a mario odyssey thing where they remove the lives you can just have lives you can have no lives because lives didn't matter in the original game anyways yeah or you could have a checkpoint sequence that's like hey if you fall in a pit you either get checkpointed at the checkpoint or you start right in front of the pit and you can just try the jump again like yeah. there's there are just smarter better ways to do this and they're like Take no damage, bro. It's like, okay, great. I'm sure that I'll be fighting 7% of this game. It's... It's a platformer! Yeah. Now, the only thing for a little devil's advocate, this could be way more combat-oriented. Not combat-oriented, but you, but you know what I mean. They could have There could really... be some combat-intensive sequences. Yeah. Uh, or, or, or just add... Because it just seems like... Psychonauts has combat in the same way Banjo-Kazooie has combat. Like, yeah. it has enemies that you, you tap and you're done. Um, that could be something. Well, but here's the mind. thing about, about Banjo-Kazooie so. versus Psychonauts, right? Psychonauts has a Legend of Zelda heart system. Banjo-Kazooie, you take one hit from an enemy. You know, that's, that's one of your eight units of health. Psychonauts, you take a hit from an enemy. That does one-fourth of your heart's and there are 20 in the game. And okay. you get hearts automatically by clearing levels. So by the by mid-game, you'll have like eight hearts. Oh, so you're basically invincible anyways at that point. Yeah, exactly. Like, like when was the last time you died in a Zelda game that wasn't, you know, the N64 ones? And Breath of the Wild. Included, I mean, have I ever seen the game? I can't actually remember the last time I've seen the game over screen in a Zelda game where I didn't have like a, at least a fairy with me during the hard end. No. Yeah, never. exactly. Like it that's the problem with Psychonauts is that is that it's not like Banjo Kazooie. There already is an extremely padded fucking combat system in which health is a non-issue. Yeah. 
and, and let me and let me just say this too, Miles, uh, bouncing off of this story because I I did see Xbox tweet a couple days ago, beating the game on the lowest difficulty is still beating the game, which is a, a sentiment I don't personally share, but fine enough. And then some bitch, some game journal bitch had to quote retweet it, and she says, "I have never." played a game for review on anything but the easiest difficulty and i never will and i am like are we're not playing the same games then we're not playing the same games then you're telling me miles you're telling me ratchet and clank rift apart on very easy and ratchet and clank rift apart on very hard are the exact same game no no they're not they're fundamentally not the way you have to interact with the game based on difficulty and how aggressive and how much health the enemies has makes you have to use all the weapons in such a way where in previous Ratchet games, you could you pull out a weapon and use that weapon in a kind of anytime, anyplace scenario, max it out, and then switch on to another weapon and just use that weapon until it's done. That's how I used to play Ratchet. In this game, they make some other changes too to encourage full arsenal usage, but the difficulty was the biggest thing to get me to play like that, and I'm like, this is such a way better way to experience this game. And what I found out is even the base normal difficulty, which is difficulty level 3 of 5, um, is way too fucking easy, according to people who I like trust and respect. It's like way too fucking easy. So it's like, what the fuck? What the fuck is very easy then? If normal is already so much, what do you just 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 are invi- are you are you basically invincible? Do you just not die? I think my favorite recent one is the casual mode of Resident Evil Village does not allow you to aim your gun away from an enemy. If you are in the direction of the enemy, you cannot aim away until the enemy is dead. It will not let you miss a it's shot. Just, it's like playing the game for you at that point, basically. It it literally is, and that and that's a lot of these like first person shooters with, or, or even third person shooters. Vanquish's casual mode is is casual automatic. It literally points the gun for you, and it's just like, I'm sorry if you are you know if you're a steel worker, and you and you work with your hands all day, and you get home when you're tired, and you just want to play easy mode. I respect you. I think if you're a game journalist, you have an obligation to review the game the way that most people are going to play it, which is normal mode. But, Miles, on the other side of that, because because I because I was on, fun, fun fact, I was on Sacred Symbols Plus this week. You have to be a patron in order to probably listen to this episode, so you probably won't hear me public. But I, I asked about this. And I asked, you know, Colin Moriarty, who was a, in Games Journal for 10 plus years before he went and did YouTube. I asked him if he played Ratchet on the hardest difficulty when we were wrapping up the discussion. He's like, no, I, I played a normal specifically because when I want to talk about the first party like PlayStation stuff for our show, I want to get the experience that I believe most people are going to have. And I just think that's on normal. That's whatever they have fucking lit up on the on the difficulty option screen and he's like you know it 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 sucks that like it it just like i just feel like with difficulty options very rarely 
the choice is obvious. Like, I feel well, like yeah, very the rarely problem. the choice is ever obvious. The um, problem is that I can't anticipate what the game is going to be like. Yeah. At Jump. When I, when I played Resident Evil Village, I was like, I have to do it on Hardcore. Because I've played Resident Evil for fucking 90 years. I have the skill set necessary to understand Resident Evil. And I beat Resident Evil 7 on normal. Yeah, and I found but, it too easy back then. But at the same time, Miles, while you jumped into the hardcore mode right away, we were making fun of one of your friends a few months ago who bought the game, uh, the DLC, to play for Village, Village of Shadows. Shadows early. And that's insane. Well, the, the thing is insane. that I I spoke to him a couple weeks later, and he was like, yeah, I cleared it, and I had a great time. That was a great game. And I was like, yeah, okay, you know what? Okay. If you if you did it, and you actually, and that was your optimal version of the game, like, I can't dunk on you anymore. Because, like, I would have dunked on him if he was like, I played it on Village of Shadows, and I hated the game. And I was like, yeah, of course you did. You played it You played it in a way that, that shouldn't have been played the first time. But if that was genuinely the most fun way for, for him, fine. More power to him. Like... But it's just this, like, it's just it's just a case of I don't want to sit down with a game and have to fucking guess how hard hard mode is going to be, right? Yeah. I don't want to have to guess. I played Death Stranding on normal for, like, a minute, and I was like, I can do this on hard. This game seems easy enough on hard. Got to the boss fights, and those were hard. Like, those were crazy hard. And by that point, I was like, this is fun. I actually love doing this on hard mode. I love how unsafe these boss fights are. And they took me, like, an hour a lot of the time. Like, I, it felt, it was classic Kojima, like, being stuck at a boss for an hour. Because you don't know what the fuck you're doing. And it's great. But I know a lot of people aren't going to have that experience because they're going to play on normal. And that's fine, you know? It's, that's, that's perfectly fine. But yeah. at the same time... I, I wish that I could have a conversation with people who like these games, you know, where they're super hard, where I could be like, yeah, aren't isn't hard mode like worth it for those bosses? Because most people are going to play on normal. And 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 it, it's just like it, it also creates this just dissonance in how everyone talks about games. The reason that there is this elitist element to games is that you do have people who like it or not are going to say, yeah, I played Village on Hardcore the first time. I had a great time. I thought Normal was too easy. I wouldn't have had fun. And if someone played on Normal and they thought it was too hard, they're going to feel belittled by me. And it's like, no, it's just my experience. I just I, I just enjoyed the challenge of it. And, and, I, and I think that's where a lot of this comes from, is like hurt feelings. And like, of course, a fucking course under this IGN article about Psychonauts, someone mentions Returnal and that it needs a save system. Of course. Oh, I will. I I want to actually like shoot these people. I want. I want. I want. <laughs> if you say Returnal needs a save system, you deserve to be shot. Sam, you're not going to be able to beat them because since they're playing on casual, the gun is aimed for them and they have perfect aim. You can't win in that fight. And, and yeah, and like this is the point I made on that podcast, and this is the point I'm going to make here with Returnal. It fucking Returnal forces you to learn how to play the game in the way that is not only optimal play for being good and not taking any damage, but is also the most fun way you could play the game. And if you had an E... First of all, if you could save in Returnal, this game would be four hours long. People would be like, what the fuck? And they wouldn't get it, and they wouldn't appreciate it, 
because they play it for four hours and they they wouldn't get it and they put it down and they wouldn't think much of it. Because from a content perspective, Returnal's pretty pretty short. What makes Returnal, what f- gives Returnal is content is the fucking game loop. It's just so much fucking fun. You can't stop thinking about it and you, you play it and you just want to keep playing it. And fuck these people, Miles. Fuck these people want a save system. Fuck these people want an easy mode. It's ridiculous. I just, these people are ridiculous. I just, I my, my thing them. is, it's just funny to me that they, that they hate the idea, genuinely dislike the idea of a game maybe not being made for them. That this is a problem, and and I, and I had I had an argument recently, not an argument, but like literally like a talking point that I made yes. that I was very happy, not not a literal. I, I got into a fucking fight with someone. I, I I made an argument very recently where the best example of a difficulty option making a game better was also the one with the most self defeating difficulty option, and that's Celeste. And I've talked yeah, about this before, right? Celeste is the perfect fucking example. Of a game that that has accessibility options for difficulty that really shouldn't. But the, the thing about Celeste that I found very interesting is that Celeste, if you have that infinite dash, it's a different game. And it, yep. and it doesn't require you to, like, learn the challenge and, and play in the way that Maddie intended, right? And yep. that's one thing. Because I know a lot of people who their problem with Celeste is that it's too binary. You you have to do it this way. And some people want to strike out and do it on their own and, and, and kind of like they want to play it like a Mario game where, where there is a lot of options to get through a single screen. But that's not Celeste. The point of Celeste, frankly, is not just the story. And I understand one of Maddie's things is like they want she wants you to experience the emotional beats of the story. Yeah. Right. But she the wants emotional you to experience beats of the, the story are not are are diminished yeah but that's the thing like by, if, if you if you were just the, gonna the game options yeah if, if you were just going to play celeste because someone told you hey you're a bisexual disaster and you could really use the lesson that celeste presents that it's okay to be a fucking mess <laughs> like you know like that that's that's one thing that's one thing um but there is something significantly diminished because the lesson Madeline is going up this mountain because she wants to prove that she can do it to herself. That's what all video games are is proving yeah. that you can do it to yourself. And and it's not all video games to everyone. Some people for some ungodly reason play games because they just need yet another way to intake stories, even though there's a million better ways to intake stories and, and games are set apart by gameplay and rarely is a story better by being a video game told from cutscenes exclusively. If you care as like a human being, if you care just about stories, which is completely acceptable if you do, you should just fucking read books because it will not get any better. It will not get any better. The, the thing about it is you should just read books or you should just watch the cutscenes and accept that you're going to be confused and you're going to feel like you missed out. Don't even watch the cutscenes. Most most game cutscenes are fucking worthless pieces of garbage. Well, sure, suck. but but there are a lot of people who are just like, I just want to see the story. Like anyone who watched all the cutscenes of Death Stranding, I'm like, you wasted your time. You wasted your time because you didn't go across America. You didn't. You the didn't. Game, you, I I don't. I, how can people not get this through their fucking skulls? The game is the story. Yeah, they can't the because of they, playing the game is the story. 
Dude, I, I had this moment recently. I genuinely had a moment recently where I talked about the, the game design of Resident Evil Village and someone was like, I'm, I'm sorry, your words are confusing me. Your words are too big. And like I was using words like mechanics and design and incentive, like things that anyone who has conversations about games would know, right? Yeah would understand and then and and I, and I admit i fucked up when i said well game design is all metacognition that they didn't know what the fuck that meant yeah but game like or not game design game analysis is all metacognition it's thinking about the ways in which design choices make you feel and figuring out why those design choices are good or bad based on your own personal experience and also based on your intentions with the game are you looking up the word metacognition right of now, course Sam? of course i'm looking up the word metacognition Metacognition means thinking about your own thoughts. Oh, I do that all the time. Exactly. Like, lots of people just do it very passively, you know? Yeah, just but, a word I, did, I, know, I hadn't recognized. That's fair. And I, th but again, unlike I said this, I... Unlike this dumb bitch who's just like, oh, too many big words. See, when I hear a big word, I don't know. I look it up. Try yeah, to fucking and learn so, something. And that was one of the things is I just realized, I was like, oh my god. Some people just don't want to do the work. Some people just don't want to do the mental work of thinking about games as stories and thinking about the act of gameplay as the video game and nothing bothers me more than someone saying i don't like games because i'm bad at them and it's like great play a 3d zelda game that shit's easy and you'll probably fucking love it because it's 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 easy it, you'll get through it the game kind of like the, the challenge is thinking about puzzles that are relatively easy and doing them it's putting pegs in holes and and you will have a great time and you'll be enraptured by the music and by the story and by the world of these things. Like, you'll play a 3D Zelda game. There are easy games out there in the world for you to enjoy, you know? Oh, of course. Yeah, fucking, like, you, I'm sorry, you don't have to play Crash Bandicoot. You shouldn't want to play Crash Bandicoot. Fuck Crash. But, like, I, I, I'm just, uh, people are just, like, incapable of viewing gameplay as, as a storytelling element. And and it's just frustrating me. It's fucking frustrating because I can explain like if people are like, oh, I heard Death Stranding has like a bad story. I would be like, I mean, that's up to you. But at the end of the day, you still get to experience the trek through America where thousands of people are helping you along the way and you're helping them. That's the that's the game. That's why you play it. And if, if you, whether you like or dislike the story, like you're still getting an interesting experience with going through the world, with reconnecting America, with the objectives of the video game. And I'm just done. I'm so done having to explain to people that they're not experiencing the um, the, the full range of emotions they could feel, the satisfaction, the understanding, the aha moments of, of letting mechanics click after not really making perfect sense to you at first. Yeah, and you're missing out because because it's so worth it, dude. It's such a, it's an incredible big come moment, dude. When you're struggling with like a boss or like a, a challenge in a game and you just can't fucking figure it out. And then you just keep you keep adding, you keep working, and then all of a sudden it it does just click into place, and you're just like, oh, I get it now. I understand how, I understand how these five disparate mechanics all meld together now to make like an interesting combat system. That's I had an experience with that with Code. Oh, I'm sorry, not Code Vein, Scarlet Nexus, um, earlier today, where I'm wrapping up my first playthrough, and I'm like, yeah, I get it now. I finally feel like I like really comprehend this combat system and then you can go back and do it again 
Yeah, and now I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna play the other story mode, taking this knowledge with me, and I'm gonna like f fucking f fling through this campaign. I'll probably go back and, and run back the previous campaign too. Uh, good game, by the way. Um, yeah, I might have to check that one out. I mean, I I just have no interest in playing games right now. I I literally I sat at my computer and I got so angry. I just got so angry because I said. Man, that Mario 64 run at SGDQ. Did you see this run, by the way? Uh, no. Someone did a 70-star run of Mario 64 entirely blindfolded. Oh, wow. You need to see this run. It's insane and cool as fuck. How long is it? That's the crazy part, and I guess I'll spoil it. Their previous personal best was an hour and 53 minutes, and they got a, uh, a sub one hour and 50 minutes. By one second, which is crazy. It was the most clutch moment that they got the sub 150. By one second. Wow. All right. It was awesome. You need to see this run. There's Unfortunately, there was a lot of technical issues. So at one point, like, just the screen starts strobing because... And and he couldn't see it. So, like, no one knew what to do. And, and it just kind of... I guess people just had to wait for it to sort itself out, more or less. Um, That was the unfortunate part of... A run like that is just if something goes wrong, you literally can't see it on on the technical aspect. But that is worth watching. But I was just like, man, I love everything about Mario 64. I love the music. I love the graphics. I love the controls. I mean, I love the sound bites that Mario makes. I want to play Mario 64. I sat down in front of RetroArch uh, and because I wanted to play with a GameCube controller because I'm sorry, playing it with like an Xbox controller, like the game is just better with the, the grooved analog stick with the eight grooves. With the cardinal directions. Yeah. yeah, the cardinal directions. So I, I sat down with RetroArch. I said, okay, great. Here's the May flat, the, the May flash, whatever it's called, uh, input for my GameCube controller adapter. I clicked it. GameCube controller did not work. I looked up solutions and it was like, yeah, make sure to go into the code and do this and this. And I said, I'm too tired. I guess I won't play Mario 64 today. You should have played the PC port. You probably wouldn't have been able to use the GameCube controller for that either. Unless you can yeah, but I don't want, then port. I don't want to. That's because like it, I tried it with an Xbox controller and it fucking, I don't like how it feels. I don't like the buttons for it. I don't like having four buttons and two of them don't do anything. And I don't, I don't like the glossy what are you talking like, about Miles? that's like button. half that's like half the super nintendo library's games that only use two buttons well sure but like the, the other problem is that like the buttons for a and b on an n64 and gamecube controller are very clearly designed around about around them only having those buttons right oh yeah no 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 that's why you ch that's why you always 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 re remap x uh the x button on your xbox controller to b on the n64 controller yeah and, and, and but then great. even though i don't i don't like the domed glossy buttons on those you know there is something just satisfying about pressing in the a button on a gamecube controller it just i mean i don't disagree with it that just feels Feels good. And when I play Mario 64, I want to feel the game, dude. I want to feel how it feels to jump around. And and if the controller is worse, then it then the, something is missing to the Mario 64 experience because it doesn't feel as good. But is so is the Mar I mean, you could say you could make the claim and you might not necessarily be wrong either. That the true Mario 64 experience is on the N64 original hardware. I would say, actually, yeah. That's exactly it. Because the C buttons make a lot more sense with the camera, too. Yeah. Or just how... Yeah. It makes... 
Yeah. I, I think a, a, a stick is actually, like, what actually, like, Mario 64 is actually, like, one of the few N64 games that, in my opinion, actually feels, like, pretty good with the Xbox pad. I feel like a majority of, of N64 games do not translate well to, yeah. to modern control schemes, um, including the, the, the Switch Pro controller, for the record, and the DualSense. Just the four-button layout as opposed to the six-button. Uh well, like like Ocarina of Time, um, I just I think that the, that using the C stick with the right analog stick is just so inferior to using it as a button. And Majora's Mask, at points, it's non-functional. Oh, dude. Oh, oh yeah. So what I do for the Zelda games, how I map those, is what I'll do is I'll just have um, A B A X B um, sword, and then I'll set uh, Y B and R one or R B to the face to the C buttons. C right, left, okay. C down, and and C right, um, and so so I so I because yeah, shooting on the fucking stick, trying to aim and shoot, <laughs> fucking arrows by flicking right on the stick is the most uncomfortable. Uh, oh, it's a nightmare. Not okay, shit. Truly um, a nightmare. Yeah. Thank God they fucking bound those buttons in the uh, GameCube uh, port of Master Quest in the '64 version of the game because you can yeah. also use X, Y, and Z. Yeah, and it's great, and it feels great. It feels wonderful, and then you play it on the fucking Wii U VC, and it's terrible because you got to use the stick again. It sucks, sucks balls, dude. It sucks, sucks fucking Deku nuts, man. It certainly does. Speaking of <sighs> Deku nuts, I'm like 220 chapters into My Hero Academia, by the way. Little update for anyone who is curious. I know I mentioned it last week. Yo, Miles, I gotta say it, dude. The chicken's good. The chicken's good. The chicken. Tom is not good. happy about this. The Tom I is not happy. I don't care. No, I already, I already spoke to him about. It. I told him I'm like, dude, manga's way fucking better than 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 the manga, than the anime. I can't even believe it. I watched like sixty something episodes of the of the anime, and I don't know if we talked about it last week or if I was just talking. To we you did him about it. We yeah. Did. Yeah, just like the ensemble shit's really great, but now the manga is getting really good with the ensemble shit too. So, so there's no reason. Well, it's, it's like most people agree if they read JoJo Part Four, the anime's inferior. Like the anime's beautifully directed and it's got great sound and it's awesome, but like you lose so much on the ensemble shit. Actually, the ensemble shit is better in the manga of Part Four than the anime. Yeah, and like that's I, cool as fuck. I buy that. It's um, yeah, it's just one of the. <laughs> But yeah, I, I just, it's so good. It's just every, it's one of those things where it's like, you ever like read something or you ever no, play something? No, I'm just going to stop you right there. You ever read something? No. 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 Uh, <laughs> okay, Miles, you ever play something or watch something where you're, where, you're, where you're going through it and you're like, yeah, this is like pretty good, but I have kind of issues with like A, B, and C. And then the more you read it, you're like A, B, and C are like no longer issues. Like they have been resolved by the 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 piece. Has that ever I, like happened with you? There's been a couple of times where that's happened, especially in games, where it, it's really funny because I remember Kingdom Hearts 3 having an upgrade curve that like consistently was like any problem I had with the combat, they would fix it. Um, as far as, like, my kit goes, there was a lot of issues with, with enemy design, certain combat elements, but I would be like, man, I really wish I had a way to transition from ground to the air. And then literally within that battle, they gave me Rising Spiral. And I was like, oh, cool. They have something similar in Kingdom Hearts 2 called Upper Slash, which is activated by pressing square. In, in, in Kingdom Hearts 3, it's even more, um, 
intuitive because it's activated by pressing circle, which is jump. But if you're locked on, you'll do the rising spiral. So you press the button that makes you ascend. And in this case, it makes you ascend and do an attack. Very cool. I'd rather just press the attack button and the jump button at the same time, personally, in that situation. That's I fair. I feel really weird about just jump, like pressing the loose jump button and an attack comes out. I'd be like, whoa, I didn't, I didn't press that. Well, the the attack is literally a jump, but it has a hitbox. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. It's I literally the same sense. height. It's the same height as your jump, but like Sora does a little spin with his keyblade and, and it, it rises. Yeah. It's, it's not like he does an attack on the ground that, that makes the enemy move into the air. He rises into the air with the enemy. Mm, okay. That, oh, so yeah. It's, it's like, uh, it's like fucking Dante. You hold back and back in swing slash back in um, back in sword <laughs> yeah that that launcher <laughs> um high time but yeah oh, thank you thank you yeah i don't know all the uh i don't know all the the fun ones i know air hike and stinger are like the two i remember for some reason well those um, are the best names well, like, Stinger perfectly exemplifies... When you hear the word Stinger, you can picture exactly what that move does, even if you've yeah. never seen Devil May Cry. Um, what, what, I, what I love about that move is that Dante makes the funniest sound. He just goes, Arr! It's It's like, okay, we need to talk about this, because there's some truly legendary sound bites in video games, and oh, of one of my favorites is in Banjo-Kazooie, and I think you might know which one this is. Where if you stomp on the turtle's feet, he goes, Ooh! Oh, no, no, Miles, I don't know if you made it that far in my banjo video. I, I specifically cite that as, like, one of my favorite things in the game. Oh! No, I Ooh! watched the whole thing. Thank I you. I watched the whole video. And I, I remember you, you bringing this up. That's why I said you know which one it is. And yeah, well, there's a lot of great fucking, um, like, little sound bites in, in that game. Uh, obviously, who's my favorite? But also, you can't forget the mumble tokens. Ikobokum. Anytime you pick Ikum, them up, that's always Ikum, that's always go. I I also like what oh, oh. No! Oh, that, oh yeah, dude, that shit in click clock one will give you fucking nightmares. It's awesome. Also, I like the uh, a bit longer of a sound effect. I also like the sound effect that plays uh, when you pick up the the feather, um, both for the first time and when you yeah the little it's so good. Um, oh yeah, and then and then the feather's like no 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 when it's talking to you yeah it's that that whistle's like so satisfying and also oh, eggs so wow wow yeah. wow 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 i don't I, I think that's a mouth harp is the sound effect for that oh wow okay it's a mouth harp because obviously the feather's a flute yeah. what the fuck is a mouth harp a mouth harp is, is it just um, is it just the big harp is that what that is a mouth harp is a little like steel bar you put in your mouth and then you pluck at it with your finger and it makes that sound. Oh, that's kind of neat. I, I've always, been, I always liked that type of sound. So it's cool to know where it comes from. Yeah, Banjo's no, got, I'm, I'm a. It's it's so good the sound design. Yeah, banjo's so great. I'm trying to think of a couple of my other like favorite favorite game sound effects. I'm just right? gonna say all my favorite game sound effects are on the N64. All of them. Like there's just Mario 64 has just some of my favorite game sound effects in anything ever. But even like wee, the, wee, wee. but even like less like individual like soundscape blips or I'm sorry individual sound sound effects and just general soundscapes like I can 
like think about and like i know exactly what the castle courtyard like sounds like in mario 64 despite yeah. having no music if well you yeah there, played... you, you can hear the waterfall you can hear the the birds you can hear the, the yeah if you just there's like a slight wind the sound the soundscape if you just recorded raw audio from from 64 and just mario didn't move for like 30 seconds i could tell you it's the courtyard i could tell you it's nighttime and ocarina of time if you played <laughs> if you played me that sound because yeah. there's that distinct crow. Is, and it, am I crazy? Isn't there also like a like a light buzzing sound too at night? There is. There is. Okay. Um. There's also, also that I'm trying to think of like. Oh, oh! How can I shout? Oh, I I love uh metal slug. Less sound effects and more like call outs. But I love whenever you pick up a weapon in, in metal slug. Heavy machine gun. But my favorite is is rocket launcher, where the guy goes rocket launcher. Like anytime you pick it up, it's fucking awesome. Another of my favorites is Dynamite Heady. Target! 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 Get! Target! Target! God fucking. And then, and then when you do the minigame, target! 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 target. Oh, it's like way too much. Oh, uh, yeah. That also reminds me uh, of Bangayo. Whenever you switch uh, from the brother and sister, they always. Sh- they always. They'll. Sh- they, um. I think the guy. The boy shouts like, Ganky Dess! And, and uh, the girl shouts out some shit. You can just fucking. <laughs> That, that's Spam the same the button, thing with go back um, and forth. Castlevania Portrait of Ruin, where it, depending on which character you switch to, the other character will say the, the name of their sibling. So, like, Charlotte goes, Jonathan! And Jonathan goes, Charlotte! And and so you can just go, Jonathan, Charlotte, Jonathan, Charlotte! Like, over and over again. That's a really fun one. Uh, um, Ritual of the Night, Bloodstain, has some really has some really fun ones. I, I played on the Japanese one, and anytime you... How far did you get in that game? Um, only six hours, unfortunately. Okay, there. One of I'll spoil a cool power up if you're fine with that. Yeah, sure. Okay, so one of the power ups in the game. You remember how in Symphony of the Night the whole castle turns upside down and you got to explore it again? Yeah. So in in Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, you get a power up that flips the castle, and you can just do it at any time. Oh, okay, that's kind of neat. So you can just like walk on the ceiling and 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 that, and it's called invert. So every time you use it, like uh, Miriam just goes invato and just screams it. It's wonderful. I love. I. I. Yeah. I, I. I love like great, great little voice lines like that. Shout out. One well, of my well, that's why. From... That's why. Like Puyo Puyo. Anything oh is the best God. game. Oh because my! You just have God. characters shouting at each other. They're stupid. Like, they're they're uh, the stupid special their calls. Yeah. Uh, my my favorite is is Ringo. How she just says like math terms like sine, cosine, and tangent. Yeah. God, what a fucking game. They can't believe they made a fucking sequel. What, to Puyo, to Puyo, Puyo, Puyo Tetris 2? That's true, the specific Puyo Puyo Tetris 2. But, like, it's like, they made a sequel to not only Puyo Puyo, but also Tetris, and they deadass did call it Puyo Puyo Tetris 2. Yeah, that's Crazy. wonderful. That's wonderful. How, what, like, what out, what did you do? Like, what could you do? Add How does one make I don't know. Tetris 2? How does one make Tetris 2? You just make Tetris, Tetris again. Tetris 2! Da, 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 da. Oh, how can I forget the uh, the noise whenever you hit the hit the pegs in Peggle? In Peggle. And, and and they ascend, so like the note ascends as you hit more and more, so it'll go do-do-do-do-do-do-do as the ball bounces around. Oh, it's so that is such a big cum game. It We've is. We've talked Any- about it a lot. 
Hey, Annie. It is. Any what what I say anytime you shoot the ball, it's big cum. I mean, like that game is just full of like anytime you get a a clean a clean like oh it's close because whenever so when you hit the lat when there's only one more red red peg on the screen miles when the ball gets close the ca- the camera will zoom in and it'll slow down but it it'll only do it once it's near a certain radius so you'll sometimes it'll zoom in and it'll near whiff and you'll want to die <laughs> and then like audience will go oh like <laughs> i i love crowd sounds in games too it's a, it's so much fun when they have like like a crowd doesn't happen all that often but but anytime it, it oh, does dude, it's fun oh dude shout out um Shout out Pokemon Coliseum. Oh yes, the, the the pseudo final boss of that game has no music and it's just the Coliseum roar and it's really great. It's so yeah. perfect for that game. And then they do one more fight and add music and they ruin it, but it's fine. Um, good Dude, game. I was I, I was Coliseum. watching um I was watching SGDQ as as I mentioned. By the way, this year's SGDQ very good, very very good. It's almost like when they're not in person, the show is unfortunately bad. Oh no, it's gonna go to shit when they do AGDQ because everyone's gonna feel like they're they're back in Auschwitz, like they're they're gonna they're gonna go back and the Gestapo is just there with their clubs, just like patting the club against their their fucking palm. That's what the G and GDQ stands for. Awesome, awesome Gestapo. <laughs> awesome Gestapo done quick. Summer Gestapo done quick. Yeah, so you're just gonna have these the, these cops on the side of the, on the side of the stage, just like just like doing the neck slits <laughs> in front of them. Just every time they make like a, a racy joke, just. What I find so funny is like little John. I'm sorry, Big John, not little John. Little John's a rapper. Big John. Also, also, little John is um. Is is the guy from Robin Hood? Is he? Robin Hood and Lil John walking through the forest. Wait, I actually don't know what this is. So Robin Hood is is the Disney movie. By the way, Robin Hood is the origin of the hamster dance. Yeah. So whistle whistle stop is uh is a song from. Uh, Robin Hood, which is like it opens the movie where you have this like this rooster with a, a guitar and he's going deep dee da dee do do dee body do and it's just like so. By the way, that wait, low pitch wait version so, is so, so, so satisfying. So it's a nightcore. So Hamster Dance is the first. Is nightcore. nightcore. Song? It's the first nightcore song. Um, sorry, gang. I'm just having a mo- I'm just having a moment. Damn, dude. Nightcore was with us for that long. We just didn't know. Come on, everybody! Now here we go. Evil was in front of us. Evil was in all our houses, and here we were. We didn't know. It's like the idea of evil from Berserk. It's just always there. Our our collective desire for evil to be real manifested in the hamster dance. Come on, everybody! Now here we go. It's a brand new version of the do do what the fuck were we just talking about? Little John. Yeah, Big John. I can't believe fucking GDQ, like, suspended Big John, who is, like, the nicest, 
like no threat like no like not edgy spicy guy at all because he wanted to play mario golf uh, uh speedrun mario golf on nes and he and he held up a fucking cart on stream and they fucking suspended them for a year because they did that they, so so what the fuck Dude, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck is going on with GDQ and their their fucking rules. I only donate to Summer Games done quick too because I awesome like Prevent Cancer Foundation does nothing useful. But this this year was good. This year they had some they had some some solid fucking speed runs. Yeah. Too bad I didn't watch any of them. Yeah, you know what? It's it's it it, it is okay. It's I Miles, quiet. I'm going to come out and say it. I only like speedrunning content. I don't like watching speedruns. I actually find it absurdly boring. That's that's fascinating to me. I I'm obsessed with the with the meta. I'm obsessed with people achieving their goals and how they did it. I am way less interested in actually seeing someone like do a speedrun live. I just I, I'm like I find I it interesting because it helps me learn about games. Like, if I watch a speedrun of a game, I'm, like, interested. Like, if I, I watched a Super Metroid run for the first time in a while, and I was like, I want to play this game, and I want to get fucking good at it. I want to get okay at Super Metroid. I would call myself okay at Super Metroid already. I want to get okay at Super Metroid being really fast. Yeah, but, like, let's... And also, and this is... And before I say what I'm going to say, I'm giving Super Metroid, like, credit here. To be fair, though, in the case of Super Metroid, optimal play is speedrunning Super Metroid at that point. Yeah. Where I feel like, let's say a game, how about the, how about Doom Eternal? How about Doom Eternal? The any percent speedrun of Doom Eternal is, very little can be learned about playing Doom Eternal better by watching an any percent speedrun of Doom Eternal. And on that, and no disrespect, no disrespect to the any percent category and any of the runners who speedrun Doom Eternal. That's impressive in its own right. It's just not something I'm interested in. And I feel like watching a speedrun to like get better at the game is like only useful with like very specific types of games. Super Metroid. Yeah, well, and very done. specific categories. But here's the thing. Anytime I see a, uh, a run of a PC game, I'm like, this run's gonna be fucking boring and I'm not gonna watch it because they're just gonna clip through a wall. Because PC games, for whatever fucking reason, like when you when you turn up your fucking like because because of the ability to turn up your your mouse speed to like fuck with the the frame rate, do all these things like you could just fuck with PC games in ways that are insane and just skip the whole game. And it's like, why did I even come here? Why do I even come here? I don't care. Watch I, the only the only <laughs> PC speed like the only like PC centric game speedrun that I think is a must watch. Actually, is from a GDQ uh, last year's GDQ is the Dusk speedrun because they had Dusk Dev and Dave Oshry on as co commentators. So they're trying to explain like shit about the game and the levels and like fun stuff that's happening as they blitz through it in like twenty seconds. And it's just literally eight twenty minutes of Dave Oshry just like who's the producer. Just like shitting on Dust Dev for all the terrible fucking glitches and awful shit in the game. It's That's amazing. always fun. It's amazing. That's always fun. I, and and to be fair, I don't want to hear these mouth breathing nerds fucking talk most of the time. A lot of them are just painfully unfunny, and and they have no respect for the game that they're playing. I, it's it's so funny because like I, I was watching someone speedrun Resident Evil Village, and it was clear they're only speedrunning it because they also speedrun Resident Evil Seven. And, like, they didn't want to speedrun this fucking game, but they, like, had to get their goal. And I was just like, this is, like, not fun. This is literally like watching someone attempt suicide. Like, it's, it's like, imagine going to, like, like, an assisted suicide clinic and watching someone be administered 
like a fucking fluid that'll kill themselves behind glass and you just can't do anything about their suffering other than watch them die slowly. Yeah, and also And then and the worst part is you know once they get their goal, they're not even gonna be happy about it. They're gonna be like, oh man, that was a bad run, but at least we got our goal. It's like shut the fuck up, dude. And also do like when and and like got and like and we're talking about just watching speedruns kinda in general. Fuck, watching speedruns live, I've sucks. Because what happens is they play for 30 minutes, they make a fucking stupid fatal error. And I have to watch the last thirty minutes of what I just fucking saw again. Yeah, marathons is 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 the way to go if you. At just least they finish the, the fucking game, right? At yeah. least you you you're confident, relatively confident that they're gonna. The finish amount of the, the amount of times game. I've seen the end game of of a certain speed run is like none. It's non-existent. I, there there are some runs that I want to be there for because I just enjoy the act of of watching the game be played, but like. I can't I can't sit through a Mario 64 run. I can't because I'm just like they're going to be stuck in the first level for 8 minutes. Oh yeah, but if like but on the other hand, if my if like my buddy Billy who's also like really into speedrunning content. It, it he is a speedrun. He actually is a fucking speedrun. He had the world record in uh SpongeBob Battle Rehydrated. for Bikini Bottom. Or no, yeah. Sp- Rehydrated, sorry. Yeah, for like months. Uh I don't think he has it anymore. Uh, but he did for a long time. And uh if he messaged me was like, "Yo, someone's on world record place in Mario 64 right now, and they're like 80, 90 stars. And, oh, I'll fucking hop on. I'll hop on and check that out and just see what happens. And then if it and if it finishes out, great. If not, eh, no worries. It was close. But I'm not, I'm not going to be there in the fucking interim. I'm not going to be there to text someone about, hey, this could be it. Oh, you'll never catch me there. But if I get informed, yo, it might happen, I'll hop on. I'll hop on. See some history? Sure. You should hop on these nuts, dude. That's what you should do. These nuts. <laughs> yeah. Did we ever tell the Sawcon story, by the way, of the time that autism saved my life? No. So, so we were going to Little Tokyo. By the way, so during our visit, the end of our visit, we were both like just exhausted, and I and yeah. and like socializing for a week is hard. You're my That's best it. friend, but it's hard. It's yeah. fucking hard. Um, so we were both like kind of tired and we were just out of it. Like we had no good jokes left, kind of like this episode. And, uh, and at some point we were going to little Tokyo to go to like a manga store and do karaoke and get some Pocky, uh, you know, all the, all the good weeb shit. Yeah. And, uh, you, you, we passed by some like building, right? And you said, Hey Miles, is SawCon being held there this year? And instead of going, what is SawCon? I said, probably not. I don't believe that's a convention center. I was so mad. I was so mad, dude. And and then I realized, oh, because I'm so tired and I'm so autistic and my aut- and I dude, autism has taught me that to, to be an answering machine. I have like answering machine responses to certain things where I'm just like I'm just I'm just able to pretend I'm 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 listening or I care or I just heard what you said because I I I can't do it again. So when you said that, I just immediately was like I didn't even hear that. I just heard, heard the word con. I don't know what convention that is. I'm not going to ask him what convention it is because I don't want to have this conversation. I'm just going to say probably not. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I fucking I forgot about that until <laughs> You brought it up, yeah. It was like I was, dude. I was like, bro. I bet, I bet, Miles been around the block, but I bet he hasn't heard Sawcon, dude. I bet. He the funny thing is that is the first time I've heard Sawcon. God damn it! I, so I, I was gonna be right. I was gonna yeah, get and I blew you. It. God damn it. 
It's so sad that Steve Jobs died of Ligma. <laughs> Who's Steve Jobs? Ligma balls. The best part about it is that his voice gets so low in the video. There's the meme of Dr. Manhattan obliterating Rorschach by saying Ligma balls. <laughs> With Rorschach being like, who the hell is Steve Jobs? It's so funny. It's the voice he makes. It's really high pitched too. It's like my yeah. Who the hell? Who the is hell Steve is Steve Jobs? Jobs? And it's so soft. Like it doesn't sound anything like Jackie Earl Ray or whatever his name is. Jacqueline Stallone. I don't know. Rorschach. Who fucking cares? Yeah, yeah. Rorschach. They're all fictional who... characters. <laughs> Whoa. Hey, don't you say that about my wife? Who? Goddamn it. My wife Rorschach. My war. Dude, it's so funny to think about like someone having my just, cousin like, Vinny and my waifu Rorschach. <laughs> my waifu Rorschach, which is the name of this episode. Um, it's it's funny to think of people having like like a waifu that's like a superhero. You know, like Mark being your waifu from Invincible. <laughs> you know, like it's not that crazy. Like he's an attractive guy. It's but, not. Like, it's not. It's just really funny saying that. Like, oh, my waifu is Mark. Yeah, or my husbando in this case. My husbando is Mark. Yeah. Because when someone says they have a husbando, usually what you expect, expect is like, oh, my husbando is, you know, is um, Shinji or whatever. Like, so you, you expect a Japanese name. Yeah, my husbando is Louis. <laughs> yeah, my husbando is Richard. <laughs> Richard! Richard! <laughs> yeah, I just I love the idea of, of dropping like, uh, uh, just dropping like, yeah, my wife whose name is Susan. <laughs> my wife's name is Kate. <laughs> my wife whose name is Agnes. Agnes is, I love the name Agnes. I have such it a is. thing it's for pretty ugly fire. names. I love ugly names like Agnes, Margot, Bertha. Bertha less so. Bertha's, Bertha's like, 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 like the tier above the other Bertha, ones. Bertha's and, fugly. And less ugly. Less ugly. Bertha's, Bertha's less fugly. ugly. Ber Bertha's not on the level of Gertrude. Gertrude is fugly. Gertrude, Gertrude's extra. I think Gertrude's on the, on the level with Olga. And, uh, and what was the one I just fucking said? Bertha, Gertrude. Uh, no, no, the first one I said, the very first one. Um, Agnes. Agnes, Agnes there we go. Agnes, Agnes, Ol Olga, and, uh, and, and Gertrude are, like, the three, like, those are, if you want to have three evil witches in your story. Yeah, I was about to say, those are, are hag names, dude. Those are hag names. If you want to have a daughter that's 60 years old, you name her Agnes. <laughs> There are some names that I think are so funny because they don't age well. Like, if you name a woman Kelly, you've doomed her. Kelly is a name that four-year-olds have. <laughs> like, they have to grow up eventually. Yeah. Well, you get... Yeah, right? And there's and also, like, wait, Kelly's an interesting one because it, it's not... Kelly sounds it's not short like it's for short anything. for something, but it's not. No, um, it's just Kelly. Yeah. There's Grandma a, Kelly! It's like, oh, oh, oh. You should just shoot her at that point, dude. <laughs> Kelly should be euthanized at 18 because they can't yeah, grow up with the name Kelly. I, I, for, for, similar similar to this, I don't know if you saw this this story. This is from a couple months ago, and I have a feeling it's remained consistent. There hasn't been a Karen born in Canada in two years. 
I actually think Karen might become one of the the least. I think it's an. Names. I think I think Karen is super close to becoming a, a, an extinct name, like Adolf. Like Adolf, yeah. <laughs> the the two extinct names, Adolf and Karen. What's funny is like I would love to. This would be a, a moment when I'd start listing off other extinct names, but I can't name them because I don't know them because they're, they're extinct, extinct and I don't know anyone with this name. Karen, the reason I know Adolf is because one of them was famous. Yeah, what I wouldn't say famous, Sam. I wouldn't call him famous. I'm not. Wait a minute. I'm not. I'm not wrong. No, you're not wrong. But like, that's not. It's 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 not the first word people use. You know, people tend to put an I N in front. Yeah, of an I N. Yeah, it's it, it's sort of it's sort of like like people don't say Bill Cosby is an actor or comedian anymore. <laughs> Like you could say that, and it's true. He is an actor and comedian. You could say, you could say, Bill Cosby was. Uh, yeah, yeah, Bill Cosby okay. was an actor and comedian. Now Bill Cosby is a convict. Actually, he's not. He got out he's of jail. He's released now. Yeah, he's released. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, I'm no. You kidding. think he'll come back? You think he'll come back to comedy? <laughs> Do I think Bill Cosby will come back to comedy? I think Bill Cosby will come back to being a sexual assailant. Let's see. Maybe he'll maybe he'll stay that time. Maybe he'll stay in prison if he if he goes back to his uh, yeah his old ways. But Miles, let me ask you a question that's been haunting, and I and I'm and I'm not I'm not saying haunting lately, haunting my brain over the last couple months because it feels like once a week something gets rebooted, right? Like the fucking shitty CW Powerpuff Girls reboot. Snake Eyes from G.I. Joe is getting his own Hollywood movie. Wish we could have saw that in theaters. That would have yeah. been a good time, I guess. Would have been better than Cruella, that's for that sure. That would have been the Cruella experience you wanted. You know, where you're like, I just care about bad Hollywood ideas. Snake Eyes, in my opinion, is a pretty bad Hollywood idea. Yeah, well, um, it's uh, it's no Jungle Cruise. And no Jungle Cruise either. That's also, that's worse than Cruella. Um, Cruella's getting a sequel, so how, you know. I am so excited for Jungle Cruise. <laughs> I'll be the only one in the theater for Jungle Cruise. Is it even out yet? No, of course not. It's coming out like next year, I think, right? It's coming out in f- 16 days. <laughs> I have to see it. I, I, I go see Jungle Cruise. <laughs> when I went to the theater to see Black Widow, there was a trailer for it. Black Widow's mid. I don't want to talk about it. I actually uh, do want to talk about Black Widow slightly because I, I have a problem with Black Widow. But first, you have to finish your story. Yes, actually, you I know do. what? I'll, I'll get I'll get it out of the way. I'll get it out okay. of the way. I saw one scene from Black Widow. And it's it the explosion, right? No. It was the scene where the guy goes, we use the only natural resource that there is too much of in the world. Girls. And I just lo- and I literally Googled male to female ratio. And it turns out that. Uh, there's one in five, 105 males to every 100 females born. Oh, so it's, it's switched because it used to be 51% uh, female, 49 It's not anymore. And, and, and it's so funny to think that the screenwriter probably like had not looked that up in like 10 years. Oops. It's like, Hey, save those girls. We need them. There's not they're they're declining. They're on the decline. We need to save these girls. How hard would it have just been to say children? To just or say homeless. 
Yeah, homeless. There's too many homeless. Like that's yeah. that's the natural resource. Well, because what was that? The sentence, right? It was it, what what it was like. The world's what what was it? What's the uh, fucking the, line? The, uh, one natural resource that the world has too many of. Too many of. Yeah, or too much of. Too much of. Yeah. So like the homeless children, like like these are things that like a villain would say. Yeah. You know. That would sound kind of like callous and awful. Like girls is just incorrect. It makes him sound like mega sexist, which is funny. It makes him sound beast, but like <laughs> there's too many girls. There's too many girls in the world, dude. There's too many women, which is why I hire nothing but women for my elite squad of of assassins. Um I'm always mid. Anyways. Um Reboots. Any, anything, Miles, I feel like is on the table for getting rebooted. And I feel like every day we inch closer to a goddamn rocket power reboot. And I don't think I'll <laughs> remain on this planet when that day comes. Because, Miles, I'm gonna, it's going to happen. You laugh. You laugh. You're like, Sam, you're crazy. No. No, I don't think you're crazy. It's just, it's just the property that no one thinks of. But, but like, like when, but here's the thing: when the Rocket Power reboot comes, people will think they're happy to see it. No one actually likes Rocket Power that but much. But like, that's why. That's why, because crackheads out there, true crackheads out there, might be saying, "Sam, why Rocket Power? Why cite that? You have never once brought up Rocket Power in any of the other episodes. Why? Why Rocket Power? Why are you worried about Rocket Power? Because." Miles, have you ever seen an episode of Rocket Power? Yeah, I hated it. As it's a kid. the as most a... corporate-made, like, product that is doing nothing but literally surfing, haha, off of '90s extreme culture trends, which have not been relevant for 20 years. And I feel like even then, Rocket Power stands a good chance of getting fucking rebooted and coming back. And I can't, I don't think I'll be able to handle it. It's so funny. Cause like, again, even as a little kid, I was like, I hate this show. Anytime rocket power came on, I did not want to be in the room. I wish that I was dead. Anytime rocket power was on television. I was like, where's Kablam? Where's fucking Kablam or, or Hey Arnold or fucking Rugrats. Just give me anything. Fucking anything Fairly else. Odd Parents. Give me anything. Like, I, I, Rocket Power, why? Just why? Like, do, I'm, I'm begging society. I am begging society. Please no Rocket Power reboot. Please don't do it. That's a point of no return, Miles. That's a fucking point of no return. We see a Rocket Power reboot with out of ideas. Hollywood is out of courage and out of now ideas. Here- <laughs> Now, here is the question. Is it a reboot of Rocket Power featuring Otto, Sam, <laughs> and girl? Reggie, right? Reggie is one of them, right? Can I leave uncensored? I don't think so. You have to censor that. I do? Okay. I, I thought about, I, I was thinking about Rocket Power because there's a Kill Bill <laughs> lyric where he says, "I smoke so much Reggie, bitch. You think my name was Otto?" And I'm like, "That's a Rocket Power reference, isn't it?" I'm like, "Yeah, that is." And then I like I'm shudder, like, and then I'm sorry, and then I shuddered at the thought of like Rocket Power. I'm like, Ugh, Rocket Power. Don't want to think about that. Yeah, no, it's it stars it stars. 
Auto Sam girl. <laughs> is it Sam the girl though? No, Sam is is the boy. He's like thought, the blonde boy. I, but I thought his name. I thought he had like. I thought he was like Squid or something or Squids. Or... Yeah, they call him Squid, but his okay. name is Sam. Which who is by the way not in your top ten Sams. No, not in Sam's top ten Sams. Well, to be to be fair, Miles, the top ten Sams are exclusively from uh, from video games. That's fair. That's fair. also um, Regina. Re- Regina, yeah, they call her Reggie, right? Uh, yes. So who's the other boy? Who's Maurice? <laughs> Maurice Rodriguez. Oh, they do they call him? What do they call him in that show? M- Maurice. They don't call him Maurice. Really? That's like such a oh, not. Wait, 90s hold on, hold on, hold on. I got it. I got it. I got it. Otto, his sister. It's okay. Otto Rocket, his sister Reggie, and their pals Twister and Sam. Twister, Beat, and Skinner. <laughs> Twister, Beat, and Skinner. <laughs> and. <laughs> Thank God I'm not editing this show. I <laughs> know, I just made a lot of work for myself. <laughs> yeah, no, so so when the rocket power. But here's the question Is it going to be. Otto, Reggie, and Squid come back. <laughs> or are they going to come back and be their same age and they're just going to be in Hawaii still and fuck around with their with their sports? Or is it going to be them as adults? There's no way it would be them as adults. There's no way. Because, because, because here's the deal. If they... If I would would I would be a little okay if they kind of did it like the Rocco's modern modern life where they they brought it back and it takes place in 2020 because but then they wouldn't Rocco's go outside they wouldn't go outside true this true. wouldn't be Rocket Power first of all the streets would be empty they would be the only kids playing outside <laughs> people the would Rocket, make fun of them did their group did their group have a name the Rocket Power kids did they have like a I name? don't fucking care dude anytime rocket power was on i left the room because because it'd be really funny to see them come back and it's and it's uh and it's uh otto gets covid <laughs> no here's what's funny they go to school they get made fun of for playing outside people are people are just like fucking losers throwing shit at them what are you playing skateboard outside. what is it 2005 hey why don't you go back to the american wasteland Rocket power, dude. <laughs> Fuck rocket power. Rocket power sucks so much of fucking ass. Dude, I gotta you be think- real. Like, nostalgic Nick, there's a lot of, like, shit Nickelodeon properties that, like, I don't think anyone likes. As told by Ginger. Like, no one oh, likes God. that show. Oh, God. Fucking. Speaking, see- speaking of, you see this, uh, this, the Smash, Smash, uh, yeah, I did. Game? I did. Yeah, it's made by the guys that made Slap City, so it's probably gonna be okay. Yeah, um, I think it'll be a fine game. I, and and frankly, Shrek Super Slam, purely for the meme, has an FGC scene. I think this game is going to have an FGC scene too. And it might be not so bad. It might be like a solid little game. Oh, no, I think the game's going to be... The game's going to be okay. Now, now, Miles, I pulled up... To wrap up this show, I pulled up the list of Nicktoons. I got to be honest, I think Nick sucks. I think they're... I think a lot of these shows are fucking trash. 
There's Doug, which, which I hate. Is so I hate mid. It's so mid. There's there's Rugrats, which I know is super popular and plenty of people like. I can't. Get I it. adore Rugrats. Respect. I love Rugrats. It's. I, I'll I'll keep it hundred. It's too gross. It's too gross for me. No, I totally respect that, but I love the gross out element of it. And general, genuinely speaking, the fucking Rugrats in Paris movie, one of my favorite movies of all time. Yes, I rewatched that movie. That shit is wonderful. Incredible, Ren and Stimpy. I um. ugh, putrid. <laughs> I have respect for Ren and Stimpy for what it did for the animation industry. I, I think it's an important work, but it's fucking putrid. I'm cur- I'm I'm curious. So so Ren and Stimpy it, that that is too crazy. But you like the craziness of Rugrats. They are different levels of weird and gross and. Crazy. I think the problem with that with that Rugrats is Rugrats is kind of innocent. It, it it's it's written for for the emotional age of the show it's it's on right yeah like all the kids act like fucking babies and and it's written at a certain age ren and stimpy genuinely has like adult cartoon energy to it it feels like family guy but they had to make it for a kids network and i just think that it's just like like all the scenarios in it are just like creepy and weird all the all the humor is just like people being scared for their life or people getting like mauled and shit or people taking dumps on screen, dude. I've seen I like I've seen Ren or Stimpy on the toilet in, the, in that show like 10 times. And I used to just catch it at 4 a.m. Because for whatever or like they, they, it would just they would just have their when you wake up on the you're screen, gonna, you're going to see one of two things. You're going to see no ra is a, is a little higher, or you're gonna see Ren and St- or you're gonna see Ren or Stimpy or both on the toilet. That's why you're. Gonna Dude, see uh, the, the amount of times like they'll just show like a picture of like Stimpy walking and it's just fucking ass cheeks are fucking clapping together or like some a, a, any without fail. Anytime someone bends down, you'll just hear <laughs> like it's it's just like it feels like a show written by by nine year olds. If if the nine year old was also a sexual assailant. Andrew Chris Felucci has the worst sense of humor I've ever seen. No love for Ren and Stimpy on Hatsune Miku's crack. Fuck Ren and Stimpy. Ren, Ren and Stimpy is genuinely an important cartoon, and I respect what it did for animation. It it brought animation from like toy commercial into creator driven work, and and every cartoon we loved as a kid, we owe it to Ren and Stimpy for its success. For saying, hey, you don't need toys. You don't need a product. It's just just good, fun animation and wacky ideas. Kids are going to eat it up. So, Ren and Stimpy deserves respect. I just think it's fucking putrid. And I've seen way too many shots of Stimpy's fucking clapping ass cheeks, dude. For it to be considered remotely anywhere near acceptable. Fair enough. Fair enough. Much better. Rocco's Modern Life. I've only seen a couple episodes, but I liked everything I've seen. I didn't really like Rocco's Modern Life as a kid. I, I think it just I made didn't me grow up feel with gross. It. I've only, yeah, as when I was yeah. older. I, I it just made me feel gross. Something about it made me feel gross. Yeah, I Rocco is 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 like so mellow compared to I feel like the other shows. Not Doug, but for Ren, sure. Stimpy, and Rugrats for sure. Um, well, Doug is boring. Rock Rocco's Modern Life is in the is it's in that range of like. It's it's mellow, but it's also kind of surreal. Yeah, it's yeah, it's <laughs> fucking psychotic, but it's just very mellow about it being insane. 
Um, then there's Ah Real Monsters. This is something I did. You? Like I have never all? seen Ah Real Monsters in my life. Okay, you're the horror guy of the two, so I have fucking no comments to say about that. Apparently, it it does have horror components. Like I should watch it, but yeah. Do you have? Do you feel anything for Hey Arnold? I think Hey Arnold deserves a lot of love and respect. I think it's a very smart ahead of its time show. But as a kid, I gen- I think I said this on the show. Hey Arnold is the Majora's Mask of the Nickelodeon Uber, where it's like people didn't really like it as kids, or like if they did, they liked it and couldn't articulate it. And then twenty years later, a bunch of video essays came out about how Hey Arnold was brilliant. Like yeah. literally, same progression. Although I will, I want to say this about the only comment I have to make about Hey Arnold is: Have you seen Hey Arnold the movie? Yeah. That is one of the most heinous-looking films I've ever seen because some characters are shaded and other characters are not. <laughs> it's really cheap. It's a fucking it's cheap movie. Disgusting. <clears throat> it looks awful. Couple more I want to shout out that I, I want to get your thoughts on. Do you grow? Do you watch Kablam at all? Yeah, I loved Kablam. Okay. What, what, so Kablam was an anthology. Oh, it was okay. an anthology of animated shorts. So it had Action League Now, which was a stop motion short um, featuring. It wasn't sorry. It wasn't even stop motion. It was literally live action toys. And when to make them talk, you had someone whose hand was below frame shaking them. So like it would be like a literal toy not moving or emoting. And the show was literally just toys getting blown up and toys getting injured with voiceover over it. And I watched every episode of Action League Now like a year ago. Right, just like, because COVID gave me nothing to do. So I was like, let's just watch all of Action League now. Why the fuck not? And, and it's it literally it? just, oh, I like I liked it a lot. It's, it's because I, I, I'm kind of about what's going on there. What you Action League now is literally just like people throwing toys into fans or like throwing bricks on top of them. And then like a voice actor in a booth will be like, ouchies. And like, <laughs> it's ouchies. Char- characters. Characters fall into blenders and get fucking blown up. It It's so much fun. Dude, is it's this great. the most violent show on Nickelodeon? It, it is. Like, it's literally them getting disemboweled and blown up and chopped up and, like... But because they're toys, it's all playful and fun. Yeah. It's it's worth watching it. And it's, it's literally, like, people... They'll just drop a brick on someone's head. And how, how long is the entire runtime of, of all the episodes? It's what? Probably no more than 30 minutes, right? Every every episode... No, every episode is like a short. So it's like... Yeah. An episode of Action League now is like... Two, three minutes. Two minutes. Yeah. And, and usually it'll be split in half. So it'll be like, watch the first part of Action League now. And then it'll, it'll come back later in the episode. Oh, okay. Okay. Um... um so the, there's Action League now, Prometheus and Bob, which is a stop motion thing about a futuristic alien coming back to teach a caveman things and just like recording it uh there was uh life with loopy which i really like too it was a claymation show about a brother and his crazy sister okay and then i there's love a all of... the stop ma- stop motion love yeah sh- so sniz and fondue which was a 2d animated cartoon about two like roommates sort of like 12 angry or <laughs> 12 angry beavers <laughs> sort of like 12 angry beavers That is an awesome Jeopardy before and after answer. What what is what is twelve angry beavers? <laughs> that if if Mad was still on TV, 
Uh, the oh, ma- the cartoon network show Mad was still on oh, TV. Oh, dude, did you, I, I grew up? That's that's some yeah. Shit I liked I Mad up. growing up. I liked Mad um, too. If that was still on TV, Twelve Angry Beavers would have been a sketch, and it would just scared, be yeah. beavers in in a room debating like, you know, debating uh, someone's freedom, the freedom of like a Nick character, a Patrick, a Patrick. Yeah, did Patrick commit the crime? So there was, yeah, Sniz and Fondue, and then there was a couple of other shorts that would, would play, like, like sort of one-off things. Oh, okay. That's neat. And it, I, and it had a wraparound story of these two characters named June and Henry, like, and, and June was, like, a little girl uh, with, like, blue hair. Henry's, like, a little boy with blue hair, you know, or they were, like, kind of teenager, and it was, like, based on a comic book. So, like, they, they would, like, turn the page of the comic book to progress the show, things like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, the, yeah, when I hear Kablam, I think of these two fuckers. But I'm like, I never remember seeing these guys. I'm like, yeah, probably because they were on screen in the first minute and last minute of every episode. More or less, yeah. But, yeah, that's very that's very interesting. There's only one more show I wanted to ask you about on, on Nick um, from, like, the early days. Um, Cat Dog. Oh, I hated Cat Dog. I thought I Cat, Dog Cat Dog was Dog putrid. Too. Cat Dog is putrid. Dude, Nick sucks. Oh my god, you're right. 90s Nick fucking sucked fat cocks. Because here's everything. Here's everything up until 2000 for original programming. Doug, Rugrats, Ren and Stimpy, Rocco's Modern Life, Ariel Monsters, Hey Arnold, Kablam, Angry Beavers, Cat Dog, Oh Yeah Cartoons, and Wild Thornberries in SpongeBob for getting in there at 99. That's it. Uh, I liked Oh Yeah Cartoons because Oh Yeah Cartoons was just animation shorts, like by people. Oh yeah, it's awesome. And didn't Cartoon yeah. Network have something very similar? Yeah, they had a they had something similar where it was just like cartoon. You know, people could submit an original cartoon, and they would publicly like air it. Yeah, or like I mean, they would do the thing. They would do the thing every year where they would air a bunch of pilots, and then you'd vote in, and then whatever was most popular got picked up. Yeah, but the the fucking that, Seth MacFarlane like submitted a pilot for that because he was a writer on Johnny Bravo. Oh, awesome! What what did what he submit? Do you know? It what was kind of it was, was literally it was called like Life with Larry. I think was the show, um, and it was literally like a guy who was the original design for Peter Griffin and a dog, a talking oh, dog. Oh, I've seen this. Oh, I've seen this. The, I like this pilot. This I pilot's like it funny. Too. It's kind of cute. It's just a little. It's a little too dark. I think is why it probably didn't get picked up. Yeah, because like the the plot is like he hates his owner, but it but he's gonna be put down. If he doesn't have an owner, so he has to like put up with him, like a little too dark. But I think I think some of the jokes in it are fucking really funny. Yeah, that's that's good. Honestly, like I remember having a conversation with a, a friend of mine when I was in college, and he was going back. He's like, you want just to kill time, and while I'm packing up and, and and getting out of here, I'm just gonna like put on Netflix and just air like old like old old seasons of Family Guy back when like old Family Guys. I I like old Family Guy. He's like, dude, it's really fucking funny. I'm like, awesome. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna watch it then. No, or Family Guy genuinely to used to be watch. really fun. I I used to like Family Guy. Yeah. Do you think the Family Guy fell into fun. the same trap that like Simpsons did, where it just oh easily? And long? and the other thing about it is Seth MacFarlane didn't want to work on the show past a certain point, and so he just like handed it to other people. Yeah. And they're yeah. just like, and there's just like no direction on like what Family Guy is supposed to be like anymore. Yeah. So it just kind of like is, which is yeah. a shame. But. It's really not, Sam. <laughs> I mean, because I, because it's it's sheer garbageness makes it even funnier as like a force of will meme. Yeah, it is. I mean, we've talked about it. The the all, all Family Guy memes are are a for, force of 
of of nature. It's um, pure it's pure attrition to make Family Guy the meme that it is. But yeah, you don't see American Dad coming out here with the nearly the level of uh, no American like Dad had a, had a moment and had one very specific meme which was with the, the speed run the speed running <laughs> intro which is awesome yeah. which is like one the, of the funniest things ever. No one one of my favorite ones was um well they had the edit and like so you had like this guy doing like really sweaty keyboard gameplay of like oh that guy that guy yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like get the skip I get the skip yes yes we got it <laughs> or I saw one there there was another one which was an FGC one of 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 Stan Smith like jumping out of bed right because he jumps out of bed in like his underwear yeah. um and it and it it put a hitbox on his foot and then a hurt box on his body and they went Yo, Stan Smith's down air kind of busted. Dude, I, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with just throwing hitboxes on... on no, but the, the best part about this this Nick game is that, like, you get you get people who are who just unironically make posts that are like, Yo, Helga's hitbox fucking janky, dude. <laughs> or, like, or, like, people will say the words unironically, Patrick's command grab. What's funny? What's funny is that we know what kind of game this is. It's a platform fighter. Fuck it, there are no command grabs in Smash. Yeah, well, well, Patrick has a tether grab, I think, not a command. He's got a tether grab. Using what? I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong about that. Sandy would have a tether grab with like her lasso, you know? Yeah, that yeah, makes that makes sense. You know what? Okay, well, here, here's what we gotta, here's what we gotta speculate on. Okay, here's what we gotta speculate on. Because I need I, I I need your opinion on certain characters. Okay. And some of them you can't help me with. Like Powdered Toast Man. Only I can comment on Powdered Toast Man. Who is he? He's like a, a side character from Ren and Stimpy. And the whole thing is that he would fart on your toast and cover it in cinnamon. Wait a minute. So Ren and Stimpy representation is here, but neither Ren nor Stimpy are here? I think Powdered Toast Man is in the game. That's, no, no, no. He is in the game guarantee okay, yeah. you that no he's in the game i'm just done because i was like who the fuck powdered toast man what the fuck is he from i i can't believe he's in the game but ren and stimpy are absent is awesome Here, here's here's what the ren and stimpy fighting style would be it would be stimpy holding ren and smashing ren yes, into like whiplash like, like whiplash yeah like whiplash or or like banjo where he'll just like fucking slam Whoa. kazooie down which also that that has a really great um that has a really great sound effect too the Briegel bash yeah <laughs> where he's where it's just like, like oh wow <laughs> that's a good one um yeah no so so Patrick has his like ice cream dive that's like his down B like a Kirby attack yeah that's a good one um but but here's what I'm thinking okay. So Timmy Turner obviously has the assistance of Cosmo and Wanda, right? Yeah, very busted. Like that's got to happen, right? So I'm picturing I'm picturing Timmy Turner as like uh, as like Rosalina and Luma. I I actually disagree with that. I actually don't think they'll play like that. I think what it'll what it'll just be is it'll it'll just be um, Cosmo and Wanda will just like become weapons like is okay that, that would make sense he's like yeah. timmy would like like his standard a is going to be like oh i like his char his smash attack is like is cosmo as a baseball bat or something like ness something like yeah, something cosmo, cosmo is a hockey stick i remember there Wanda being turns stick. into an m5 an yeah. mp5 
Yeah, so so we have that. Obviously, Danny Phantom speaks for himself. Danny Phantom's a brawler. You his know. power, his powers are well known. Very well, rushed, yeah, rushed down character, special. capable of invisibility, right? Yeah, he can Pretty simple. fly, you know, all that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, this This is not a bad idea, but it's funny when you get into the characters that it's like, is Doug in this game or is Helga in this? I know Helga, Helga is in this game. game. Helga is in this game. How would Helga fight? That's the funny thing to think about. How the fuck is Helga going to play? Yeah, because th- that, that Cause is... Because the, the best part is, the best part is you are going to hear people at tournaments be like, yeah, he's one of the best Helga players uh, that we have right now. It it is funny. It is like just so. It, it is just so funny. funny. I saw I saw an edit of like that that famous scene where <laughs> where Jimmy Neutron breaks Nick's board and he's like, "Why don't you get a board that can handle the Neutron, neutron style?" style Nick. It was Slated that, but with Nick. a yeah. It was that, but with a broken uh fight stick. <laughs> hey, why don't you get a stick that can handle the Neutron, the neutron style? style. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> And we're done. Thank you all for coming out to Hatsune Miku's Crackhouse. This has been Sam. He's Miles. You can follow us on Twitter at Miku's Crackhouse. Join the Discord link in the description, also pinned on Twitter. Make sure to follow us there. Have fun. We talk about lots of fun stuff. We talk about video games and anime, and we post saucy images. So check it out. Miles, Sam, do you have any words? last words? Anime thighs when she opened up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight, I just really want to pipe. Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties, she's only five. Anime thighs when she opened up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight, I just really want to pipe. Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties, she's only five. Bitch, I'm about to fuck this cutie, so I whip out my katana And I knock this little bitch out with just one hit like I'm Saitama Why you act like you retarded, like little bitch, I don't want drama I still hit when she says no, don't understand what she don't wanna, ayy Sword fighting with my penis like I'm in a fucking dojo All these bitches want me like my name was fucking Jojo Asian penis is too tiny like it was a no-show Bitch, don't watch your coochie, watch anime with the bros, Save though Save my motherfucking bitch I might pull up, give those thighs a little motherfucking kiss And man, if you talking shit, tell Ryuki you on a list Yeah, your sister is my groupie, she take this anime Dick. Okay, okay, like little bitch, I don't care if that fat ass is too deep. Score a bounty on that pussy, you can call me Spike Lee. Putting out fire, getting ice, bitch, I'm Todoroki. And if you got some shit to say, then you can say it to me. Anime thighs, when she open up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight, I just really want to pipe. Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties, she's only five. Anime thighs, when she open up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. Especially she decides to wear her dress Ooh, nozzles on my neck Now we laying on the bed Man, I love my body pillow Especially giving head You know what's next Anime thighs When she open up so wide I got a twinkle in my eye Asian pussy is so tight I just really wanna pipe Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties She's only five